I, I will say though that I'm not. Welcome back, everyone. We are live for another episode of Growing with My Fellow Growers. I'm your host, Jack Greenstock, joined by an amazing panel. I won't be able to stay with you this anniversary with uh, Lady Greenstock, but I'm going to pass it over to Dr. MJ. And we may have to run a little bit of a short show tonight because we've got a short panel. Uh, I don't know if the American one will be able to stay for the full two hours, but we've got less than the normal crew, but uh, we're doing the best that we can and we appreciate everybody coming. And uh, like I said, I'm going to pass it over to Dr. MJ. Hey, hey, yes, I'm Dr. MJ Coco from CocoForCannabis.com. I am here for now. I was not going to be able to stay for the full day, but it does seem like we're pretty short staff. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things go today. But I'm, I'm happy to be here to start. I'm happy to be back with the Cheap Home Grow audience. And I will be joining you guys in chat shortly, hopefully, too. Um, grow with love. All right. Well, I'm going to pass it next to the American one. I normally say last, not least. I just made you host and I actually have to hit the road. So that's it for me for this week, but thank you all for coming and I'll see you next week. And thanks for being back Jack. to regular swing. Thank you all. Peace out, Jack. Hello everyone. I'm the American one on the YouTubes and the American one underscore with underscore 18s on the IGs. And uh, most of you know where to find me. If you have any problems, uh, just search the American one and look for the little guy with an American top hat. That probably is me. And um, yeah, so I guess uh, Kyle hasn't introduced himself yet. No, not yet. Go for it, buddy. Uh, yeah, my name is Kyle Breeder. I currently uh, own and operate a cannabis seed company and clone company. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're looking for feminized seeds or maybe you have a commercial facility that needs uh, intellectual property that uh, basically tests pretty high, I have some of that material as well. But uh, pbreeding.com or purebreeding.com, sorry, and uh, pure underscore breeding on Instagram, pure breeding on Facebook. And uh, yeah, anybody has any questions or just want to chat it up or trade genetics, uh, feel free to reach out and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should pass it now or whoever wants to host it. Aaron. Let me just go. jump in here. Who's got the maracas? Who's shaking the maracas? Is that you, ATG? Shaking maracas? It's somebody sounds... It, it, do you hear it, Kyle? I kind of... Yeah, once in a while. I don't know. Uh, I don't How know do you it. hear it? The shaking maracas? I mean, not now. It's not shaking now. Well, think, anyway, I'm Aaron. The I think grower, it might be you, Aaron. So anyways, some, somebody's causing some feedback issues. I don't know what to tell you, dude. I can't hear yeah. it. So I'm just living, living pretty. Can't see it from my house, as they say. Yeah, um, just keep your mics muted when you're not on. That's all. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll bounce out of here pretty quick. But uh, I am Aaron the Grower, uh, atgacres.com, atgacres on Instagram, uh, living soil, indoor, you know, organic game out here in Oklahoma. I'm doing everything myself, start to finish. So if anybody has any questions about builds, lighting, soil, anything like that, connect with me on my website or on Instagram. Um, I really love to do that stuff. I connected with Saigo uh, International, and I'm doing some, um, some pro bono consultation work for them. And a really good group over there putting together some living soil, and we're getting it dialed in. Um, and, and, and uh, Matt's on that team as well. So uh, really exciting things coming from over there. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. That's who I am. And happy to be here. 
We are super happy to have you, ATG. It's been a while since you've been able to make it on the show. I wasn't trying to, to sort of bust you down about the maracas, but something was causing some feedback. But anyways, I'm happy you're back this week. Yeah, you know, it you. sucks because my service is so shitty. It's just like I, I'm like I'm at the top of a hill inside my truck. Ugh. So not not the most comfortable situation, but I really wanted to be here. You know, I missed you guys and um, wanted to connect and connect with some of the the people that have reached out telling me I need to get back on the show. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. But I, I mean, and I understand the, the challenges that you have to go through to get on. So we, we certainly appreciate you doing that. Um, anyways, but let that yes, be said. I, I wanted to let Tao sort of be the host. If he's going to step into that position, I don't want to step all over it. Oh, no, that's fine. We could co-host as far as I'm concerned. We're all co-hosts. But uh, Aaron, your plants are looking great. I know you've been busy. It's great to see all the progress you're making. And uh, that clip with your uh, your uh, your child and it was just like yeah i wish i had parents like you guys thank you brother that that really means the most and hits me in the in the deepest feels because you know i wasn't necessarily raised in the best environment and um and it had nothing to do with cannabis but um this is going to be a really positive experience for her my daughter Razy, and uh, so she's two and just loves exploring the garden. You know, she's not scared of slapping the plants around. So they're definitely getting stress tested. And, uh, and we really enjoy our time together here. You know, I spend a hundred percent of my time here on the property with my family and with my plants. And it's, I couldn't ask for a better life. That's awesome. Yeah, even if cannabis or not, if she looks so happy in that clip, that's like the most important thing. And I just want to let everyone know, Doc, Dog Doctor uh, is has uh, entered the room, and I invited him in since we're a little short staff. We could say hello to him. Hi, everybody. Girls What's up? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. How are you, Doc? Thanks, thanks, Sam. How are you? Thank you for having me. I have a couple of questions for you guys today, and I think it's a good show for it since. Excellent. Yes. Perfect timing. What's going on? So I have the one question is the, the spring turtles. I know that the, they are not a bad thing. They come with the organics and with the, the time being and it's normal. And uh, they supposedly they don't do nothing. The thing is, I'm reusing the soil for the second time now. And I was thinking to go for the third run. And since I'm having a lot of them, is this a good idea or should I just... Uh, throw that soil into the compost and uh, restart with the new soil again, do, do again uh, um, my organic amendments and all, all I do to it and start uh, fresh. I'm going to hit you with the maracas here. Maraca man in. Um, so springtails are great because they're neutral, right? They can feed some of your other predator bugs that you put in there. So like um, uh, rove beetle, um, we'll, we'll feed on those. And so they, they basically, it, it's a zero sum game with them. So you don't really need to worry about them. If they're taking over, if, they're, if their population is overly uh, abundant, then you may want to add some, some rove beetles to kind of control that population, but it, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, okay, cool. So I, I then I can go for the third run with the soil and I'm kind of playing with it and testing. I can show you it's easier actually. Sorry. 
Yeah, unless they get really out of hand. Or no, it's the thing is when I water, I see them floating. She's pointing at me. Now it's completely dry. I will, we will not see anything. But uh, when I water, I see them going around and getting all together. And uh, organics, it's a new thing for me. It's recently, it's like for the past few months, like six months or something. So before everything was sterile for me, and then there was like zero. I got some fungus nets or whatever that I would deal with. Now I have a lot of things moving around everywhere, which is normal apparently. And I'm learning to deal with it. And uh, but in the end, they seem happy. So I kind of just like to know what I'm doing and uh, what I have to do to prevent them becoming a problem. Yeah, I think you're safe, especially if the plants are looking happy. That's pretty much what I go by. And you know, even with the fungus gnats, unless they get out of control, they don't hurt the plants all that much, but they are not good to uh, to be abundantly abundant. I had um, I had a plant once and it was like a, it acted like a fly trap. And one of the buds was just speckled and freaking, I'm pretty sure they were fungus gnats. Uh, there was some sort of flying little bugs, but uh, yeah, that, unless you get out of control, no, yeah, I brought in some predators, but then I put the stickers and I forget that uh, they fly the same as fungus nets. So that was not a very smart idea, actually. I brought this up. Uh, I don't know if you can see this grasshoppers. And in the end, they end up, I see them, what? I see the fungus nets, and I see the other ones there also. So I never seen anybody try to that job. But uh, beach, beach sand works pretty well. Uh, one thought. What was that jar, dog, that you had? What was what were you showing in that tube? What was it? This was where the the predators predators predators. What what, what kind? Predator. I can't quite. What kind of read? Uh, Is that Chrysopa? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, you may randomly have those popping up on your yellow cards, but they're not attracted to them. If that, no? if, if I'm, I may have misunderstood, but yes, that's correct. They, you, they may pop up, but they're not gonna. They don't look for that particular color. So it's just the hair flow that uh, pushed them there for some reason or something. That's the reason why I see one of them, one here or, or there, or they were chasing something. Okay. And then, you know, got caught up. Yeah. Okay. 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 So for the control, I just keep watering down like I did. No watering up. It's pretty dry up because I, I'm, I'm doing all my water is from down. And it will be controlled. So I'm going to go for the third one on the soil there. I mean, they kind of seem happy. Now, when you say reuse, do you dump it out and like mix it all up and then fill up containers again, or you just cut the top off and plant another plant? I cut the top. I do like this with my hand on the just to break the roots a little bit. Right, right. And and then, uh, but I don't, I don't use, I don't move the the bottom soils or whatever. Just on the top, where I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to put my plants. And then I, I use those pallets that I showed you once. Remember the the yep. all in one pallets. Yep, the organic. Yep. Yeah. They're fully organic and mineral, supposedly. 
Um, and I use uh, one second. So I use micro when I when I transplant them on the roots. Yep, this, yep. this this will help. And then I, I use a, a conditioner where I have this. It's this. I also put this. Which is what well, that was in German, and I don't know. Oh, like micronutrients, probably right? A little yeah. micronutrients in that one. Yeah, it's uh, basically. Uh, I know the name is in my language, but uh, I'm trying to say it in, in. But basically, it's organic stuff to help the to pump up the life in the soil and uh, okay. break up. Yeah, okay. It's a bunch of it. This is what I do. And then for the, the first two weeks, since the older stuff takes time to break out, I actually give them the, the, the NPK normal and, and I, I do the only one also in liquid form. Just oh, to okay. give time. This, this, this way I keep everything in the same line. And uh, it, it gives time for them to, to break up and start eating from the, the soil and for the soil to get alive and everything. That's that's pretty much what uh, what I do when what I did. It's my first time reusing soil. This was what I did my first time. Oh, it was in here. I'm sorry. And it looks like they're happy. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do they look the same as when you started fresh? Actually, they look better. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they look way frostier, buddy, because uh, I still have at least uh, three weeks. Wow. If they go, if they go as the last run, and they are damn, damn frosty. I can't get this to focus, but and I kind of testing the spectrum, the spider farmer on the versus the mush hydro. Who's that? Who's, who's genetics are you running? Okay, this, 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 and this is the same genetics. I'm kind of do the side by side. They all came from the same mom. It's uh, Sun Chat Sherbert from uh, Seedsman Seeds. And in Deep here, it, huh? I, yes, they, they, they came out beautiful. And um, I'm doing a, trying to see if there's a difference on the spectrum of the Spider Farmer versus the Marsh Hydro. So far, I think the, the Spider Farmer make a shorter plants. But when looking at them now, I think they are getting frostier for now. Maybe it's just my eye. The marsh hydro, they are they are taller. Yeah, I, I can I don't know if you can see the difference. Do you think are you getting more taller of a stretch or are you getting more taller plus same internode spacing? More or less the snow. Longer internodes were here it's way more compact. Yeah. Yeah. This one stretches a lot, look. It's way more space, but they are coming out beautiful. I don't like to touch them so much. In here. They are more compact and I don't know, can't get this to focus. How do you guys make this focus? They are frosty as fuck. And this one, it's a different one. It's a Gorilla Blue. It's a DJ Short Blueberry with Gorilla number four. And last time she took the same time as this one, but I will think I believe that she will take longer this time because comparing to the other one, she's fully white. All of it.
but the trichomes are the same and I go by the trichomes. I don't really care about the airs. How many weeks is that in now? Uh, I need to check. Uh, I think it's week six, uh, week six now. Okay. It's week six. I need to double check. Weeks, weeks to, uh, six to seven. Something like this. It's looking like it's going to be a good one. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. They suffered a little bit. I end up defoliating it really late, but I kind of like how they, how they end up. They like to suffer a little bit. Yeah. Spank me, me harder. We all yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> Tie me down. <laughs> so question number two, if you guys don't mind, I'm on the road. So my second time on, on autos, which is really my first time because the last time I did it, I just left them in the corner. So I decided to defoliate them, all of them today. They are all in the, the same uh, regiment as the other ones with the NPK on the solid form. And, uh, but in these ones, I'm using the autopods and uh, I'm inventing the rest. And once a week, I put the, the more uh, tough stuff and I just give them once a week and the rest I put the, um, on the tank and go with the water. Um, my question is, did I go too hard on them for autos? I would say yes, but I would say that probably no matter what in response to defoliation. <laughs> I mean, I started today and suddenly I realized, oh, damn, this is not an auto. This is an auto. And I stopped it, you know, because uh, but then I was looking. It's not really then... much of a difference in terms of how many leaves you should cut off an auto versus how many leaves you should cut off a photo. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what you, what you would think would be the difference there, but um, the recovering time in an auto, I don't, I'm not sure, but everybody you're already in flowering. Oh, in this case, it doesn't make any difference. It's just the recovering time is just in the um, veg parts. Yeah, uh, autos aren't really generally very much faster during their flowering period. And, and if they are, the idea is to not injure them at all during the flowering period. So, um, okay. but the, the training and any injuries that occur during veg will mean the plant is smaller by the time it reaches flowering. That, that's the recovery period is you, you don't, you know, no matter what, it's going to start flowering after 28, 35 days, whatever. So, okay. um, if you do something early that makes the plant slow down, it's going to be a smaller plant when it reaches flowering, but by the time you reach flowering, you know, once, once the plants, the, the plants that you have there um, are fully into their reproductive growth cycle. So they're, they're primarily building flowers with their energy. Um, and when you do, when you injure the plants, they're going to have to focus energy on that instead. So I always try to, to advise if you're, if you're going to be um, training, super cropping, or pruning to try to get that done before the vegetative growth stops, um, which is like at the end of the bolt when the plants sort of slow down and then basically stop growing vertically. You don't, you don't want to do too much to any plant after that period, but there's, there's not going to be much of a difference between photo periods versus auto periods at that, at okay. that point. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Will, will those seeds out of the same pack? No, it's all different. So, because okay. that one, I, 
<laughs> that one's much bigger. <laughs> no, the big one is this one, dude. Yeah. Look at the size. Look at the size of this. This this is. I can even look. That yeah. thing is That's huge. Like a real point right there. Yeah. That's huge. They are all different. I went with four different genetics for the autopods for for different autopods. So I'm trying and try it all. So in this one, I have a watermelon candy from Zamnesia seeds. That was and pretty cool. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's the smaller one of the them four, I believe. She will be the smaller, but she's coming up and building up. Beautiful. I love the color. I try to be really gentle and not touch much when I defoliate today. I was like moving all around. This is a Somango glue from uh, Advanced Seeds, and she's going to be a beast, also, I believe. She's more, this is the more, I don't know, normal structure oh, I did uh, almost no training at all at demo the only thing I did was putting the leaves and did we just lose the dot or did my uh, pardon there he is this was an assembled seed from um, Buddha seeds that they they sell it and I decided to try uh, and she's coming out huge. I have no idea what's coming out of there. But she's coming out beautiful. And this one, she's a week behind. This one is a Bruce Banner from uh, Fast Buds. And the two first seeds didn't pop up. Then I did what uh, Dr. MJ su su suggested. I pop it first in the in the water. Put it. Uh, I did like normal. I I put it in the little uh, sponge. I don't know the name of it. And then I translated here. I didn't put it there directly in the soil like I did with the other ones. And I got a success on it. And she's a week behind the other ones. But I think she's gonna be nice also. And now that uh, I know that in flower, it's, they work the same as photo periods and not different. I'm way more relaxed. <laughs> if you're interested to know what's in here, these are sunflowers. These are habanero peppers. This is pumpkins, this is basil, green basil, pink basil, some mints. How long before you get those outside? Tomorrow, the day after, pretty soon. Okay, it's okay. I'm especially those big. ones. Yeah, yeah those, those are way too big. But I'm not so worried for one solo reason, because the roots are not really, they are like... Just getting there. Yeah. They just look, you know, so now it's the time more than this for them, for the sunflowers. If I break the roots, it's not a good idea. They suffer for it. It's better if you don't touch it. The rest, it's okay. But those ones, yeah, they're getting way too big for being inside. Well, looks like you're doing great work there, Doc. Thank you. If you guys want to see the last one, which is my first 
at all in my life, my first mainlining, <laughs> or whatever the name of this is. Okay. I would love an opinion on this. <laughs> this really I love it. It's gorgeous. She's sitting nice and flat. You got nothing underside. That's canopy coverage right there, baby. Thank I agree. You, sir. So what exactly did you do there? It looks like, can you show the, the base of the plant again? I want to kind of get a gander on what, what happened to this one in its trading. So Hold it down. looks like you topped it. Where did you top it? Uh -oh. Dog doctor. I think we just hey. lost. Yeah, oh, he's no. gone. We just dropped, he just dropped out. Oh, come back. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog did. doctor. I didn't mean to scare you off. Yeah, he's coming away. <laughs> I was scared and straight away. Um, well, I, I I'm sorry. enjoy seeing how different people train their plants and seeing the results of, of sort of the different decisions you make early on and, and how the structure grows out from that. So, uh, yeah. that, I'm so sorry. So, uh, this well, was a clone. Time, doctor. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So, this was a clone that uh, from the, the runs that I topped in the show live. This was the keeper from the three of them. This was the keeper. And uh, I ended up letting her grow by herself in a small fabric pot for two months. And she was ready to explode. So what I did... did you leave coming off of that main stock before you topped it? Uh, one, like eight. one, two, oops, sorry, three, four, four, four. Five, six, yeah, eight, exactly. So the top is in number eight. Okay. This this first one is so number eight. What most people refer to as a main line would be only letting two branches come off of that first stock. Okay. Um, and then topping those again and, and getting you know them to double like that until you had eight. Um, you're doing sort of like a modified, what I'd call a modified cross, leaving um many branches on the the main stem and then training them out from there for parity more or less right okay yes, that all the branches to be roughly equal in the same height i top them all uh one for what like this you and then i open it higher yeah i top them all higher and then i top them again and uh in the end the idea is to, oh. to leave that this is what I'm doing. They so so you, you had eight mains and you topped them all to give yourself 16 and then you topped them all to get to 32? Yeah, not all. I didn't top the, all of them. But yes, there will be around uh, 28 to 30, something like this. And the idea, it's one point. The, below the toppings on the mains, so you have the eight mains. Did you leave any lateral branching on those before you? No, 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 no. No, no, sir. They're they're coming out, right? They're top there, then they come straight. I top them again. And, and you're then cleaning doing, all the internet. I'm cleaning. Yes, sir. I'm cleaning everything, including the leaves. Including the leaves. Yes. Okay, you can leave the leaves for a little bit longer. <laughs> the message for a lot of a lot of that. I, I try to shut up. About so it. long as you have proper ventilation. Yeah, so long exactly. as you have proper ventilation. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so it's it's interesting. I, I think this is fairly unique. I, I don't. I don't know that I've seen something really similar like this. I think at some point you got to start letting the branches grow and flip this plant to flower because it, it's. That's it's what gonna I was going to be ask. huge. 
How long do you think you're going to wait till you flip it? I'm going to wait for this last one to grow at least like this. So that when they grow, they can make two of them and then okay, I think yeah. it will be enough for to fill up. It this, should do that. You, you, how long has it been since you've topped it? Uh, two days was not yesterday. Was the day before? Okay. They, they I, I'd give it another day or two, but I, I don't think you have to actually wait for those those growth tips to to start really growing out after the last topping, because you remember during the bolt they're going to grow a lot. Um, like quite a lot so you don't need to get them a head start into that you just need to make sure they sort of recovered from the the topping and you can expect all of that growth i mean otherwise this plant's really going to end up being huge the way that you trained it out the only reason i'm 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 leaving this because uh, they're not stretched at all they were the smallest plants i ever grew in my life big buds like a huge buds but the 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 plant was this tall in the end this one will be taller, of course, has more time to fish. But I'm imagining her growing maximum like this from here. I have one so very similar to that, the chocolate tie selections that I was doing. What what flavor is that plant? What's the strain? It's rants from Zamnesia. Okay. And uh, and this she can be she, she can with the beautiful pines and I'm in love with this. She's she's everything I like. It's like she, she takes me back to my 12 year olds when I would go to the pine trees in the middle of the woods and grab a pine on the on the on the floor, smash mm -hmm. it, take the little pines with the rock, just break them and that smell and that taste, uh, eating them fresh. This is what I get with this. I love this in the morning it's, for the day. This this is great for the whole. It's in, from the three finos was the only one doing this. The other ones are more were more diesel sort of. I don't know. I felt some diesel in there. This one, I'm in love with her. That's awesome. You found one you love. Yeah. Until I find and, the next one. While we were watching this, I want to welcome in Spartan Grown. Spartan Grown has snuck in the house. How you doing, Spartan? Your love, buddy. I'm doing well. What's up, guys? Sorry I'm late. Yeah, hey, I got away from me. never late, buddy. Good to see everybody. Good to see Aaron, man. I haven't seen you in a while, bro. What's up, dude? And yeah, <laughs> are, you, are you done sh showing off everything, Doc? We're going to see what Aaron's up to. I don't know if he's going to show us, but he's going to tell us what's been going on in his world. Go you know, for it, please. I actually told the wife, I said, they may want to see the garden. I may be coming back in with the phone and coming through. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take you guys in there. Um, I'm going to have to switch yes. to my Wi-Fi oh, connection. Awesome. I'm going to have to switch to my Wi-Fi connection. So, basically, there's a lag. So, I'll be like 10 seconds behind you guys. I probably won't talk very much while I'm showing you the garden. But um, I can talk about it now and kind of tell you what, what we're going to go look at. Um, I actually have a lot of plants that look a lot like dogs. Um, uh, in terms of training, uh, I did a very similar, you know, hybrid mainline low, low stress training kind of technique on 60 plants, um, trained them into a trellis and, um, and they're growing under 15 easy eight medic grows. I got to tell you guys, these lights are the most underrated badass lights in the game and customer service is pretty on point. I mean, I'm kind of lucky because I have Doc, you know, he's kind of my my service point because he's really close with them. But they have been on the ball with every single request. And then on top of that, um, the lights 
are phenomenal, producing absolutely incredible results. Um, I just got through the stretch period. So we're, we're like two weeks into flower and the bolt went really well. You know, everything's even, which is so critical for a, you know, 27 foot canopy. You got to have that even. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I'm sort of, you know, I'm living soil. So a lot of what I do is about renewable resources, uh, what's cheapest, what's going to benefit the patient. These are the kinds of veins that I think in. And, uh, you know, my fertilizer program is, is produces cannabis that's top of the line and is some of the cheapest that you can possibly create. And, you know, Brandon and I talk about this all the time, these soil tests, they can really bring you a long way in living soil. And so you'll see my plants are really dark green. They have a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a high nutritional content in the soil. Um, I had a little bit of a magnesium issue. Uh, I pushed the magnesium a little hard. I'll show you guys some of the burn that I experienced on some of the lower portions of the plant, or it's actually an earlier growth. So it's lower on the plant. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when I point it out. Um, what else is going on? I, you know, I built, I built these trellis racks that are really cool that are, you know, just made out of two by twos that I screwed together and, you know, building things. Let me tell you, building things as a grower is your absolute most important resource. If you, if you can learn to build things on your own, you don't have to depend on anyone. And then second to that is electrical. I mean, learning your own electrical, learning to wire your own stuff saves your life and it saves you money because I don't know about you guys, but I, I tend to not trust anybody with anything. I trust doc with lights, but I don't trust anybody with anything. And so I just do it all myself. And so I work really hard and let me, uh, let me take you guys in there and I'll show you, show you the fruits of my labor. Now, what were you welding? What was I welding? Uh, I was welding. Uh, I was learning to weld. Okay. Um, I, I was welding my friend's fence post. We, uh, all of us farm cow out here. There you um, go. And so he needed a little help with his fence post and uh, I was available. I said, I'd love to learn. I'm, you guys, I'm watching a bunny rabbit run in front of me right now. A wild rabbit just ran in front of me, hiding behind a hay bale. That's pretty and, cool. Anyway, Oklahoma's awesome. So, yeah, welding is, is really fun. Melting glass is really fun. Two things that, you know, change the, the chemical state of a solid that you're used to looking at. This is unbelievable. So I might lose you guys for a second while I transfer over to my Wi-Fi connection. Before you go, Aaron, uh, there was a question from Chad. It's, it's a little older now, but they're asking, uh, Major General is asking you, how much magnesium did you use to push it? Ah, uh, so... so I'll share my magnesium numbers with you. Um, if, uh, if you'll give me just a few minutes to, to, to track them down. No problem. Kind of catch up on smoking here. I ate hundred milligrams of edibles. One, one bowl of my bong. So now it's concentrate time and I might be high. <laughs> just a scotch. Okay, so my magnesium, um, in the standard soil, was thirteen sixty six pounds per acre. 
So standard soil test tells you what's in your soil uh, just as a constituent of the soil. Your saturated paste test tells you what happens when you water the soil. It kind of tells you what, what be actually becomes available when you water your soil. So my saturated paste test magnesium was 81.75 parts per million. And you know, that number is actually not a problem so much as the balance and imbalance that come along with that. And you'll see the, the, the result. And I'll actually show you um, with, with, this, with this imbalance came something that we like to discuss a lot, which is purple stems. And I'll actually show you where in the plant I made adjustments to the soil and the plant changed from purple stem to green stem. I've seen that too. Yes. So I'll, I'm going to take you guys. Uh, let me switch over here to Wi-Fi. You might lose me. I'll jump back in if that's the case. Okay. You know what the next question is I got for him. How did he adjust it? Yeah. I wonder if it, cause I would just, I, I would probably. My guess you know, is he added calcium. I'd say I'll added potassium, potassium as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was going to ask that. <laughs> That's what I um, How did I, what'd you say? How did I do what? Adjust it. How did, how did I adjust the magnesium? Oh, how did yeah. I fix the magnesium? Yep. Uh, gypsum. There you go. Calcium pretty much, right? <laughs> so the lights are off. Should we wait like 20 more minutes when my lights come on? Or do you guys want to see it with green light? We can wait for 20 more minutes. We don't need yeah, you to you disturb your plans. I just realized I'm, I, I just really, I just opened the door to the grow and I'm like, wait a second. This, uh, I, I wouldn't. Start. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we can wait. The show's on unless you got to go someplace, but if they turn no, off no. the hour, we'll still be on at that point. Mm -hmm. cool. Let them rest. Yeah. All right. So, so what, well, well, we're not looking. So Aaron, so you look at your plants, they're looking funky. Like I get a soil test, my magnesium, I, I determined my magnesium's a little high. Um, how did, like, did they give you a recommendation? Or I'm sure, like, you kind of knew, but how did you go about finding out, like, if someone had this problem, what should they yeah, do? Yeah, like, like a beginner, you know, never looked at a soil test before. What do you do, right? Um, mm -hmm. Logan Labs will actually provide recommendations for you, but they're not the best. So, this is a shame. This is not, this is not a paid plug, but there are a couple of, of soil analysts that I really like their work. And I, I base my work on their work in combination with my own spin. Right. And some of those people are Bryant Mason, soil doctor, um, you know, Clackamas Aaron, are you walking um, right now? And, and so these these approaches are scientific, and and sort of Clackamas can be a little pseudo scientific, and that's okay. And I what? Yeah, Aaron, you're uh, breaking up a bit. Are you walking about your property or something? Shit. You went on one. Yeah, I tried to walk to one. the grill. I'm back at the. All right, we got Are you. you back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you're back now. But yeah, we heard you off the my soil Wi-Fi. doctor. The soil doctor and the pseudoscience of Calacimus Coots is awesome. Not Coots is really. Uh, I like Coots because it's basic. If the plant loves it, it's good for the plant. If the plant doesn't do well, it's bad. And well, like I and said, all of that. 
That's true, but he actually a lot of his stuff actually comes from like real grounded science, oh, like yeah. Cornell. Yes, but yes, but like you're saying, you know, these the spins that he puts on it tend to be a little uh, flamboyant. I don't know, you know, they're they're not <laughs> yeah, necessarily grounded, you know, what grinds my gears kind of thing. But the other thing is, uh, I like I told him I like his attitude because it like uh, what's the they they try to muddy up the waters to make it look deeper. Like it's not really that 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 difficult of uh, yes, you he know what I mean. Exposes yeah. that, yeah. Yes. He's like, no, don't spend a thousand dollars on that. Spend five dollars on that. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Right, so we kind of lost uh, you, and then I interrupted you. So you go to Logan Labs, you get the thing, then you're like, uh, well, I'll check it with Soil Doctor and the and uh, somebody well, else that I, you like refer to, and then boom. Yeah, you would, you would, if you didn't know what you were doing, that's until you set your own parameters for your own living soil, which really takes one good run with a soil test next to it. Mm -hmm. And then you repeat that a few times and then you say, okay, these are my parameters. This is, this is, this is what I want to, this is what my soil look like. This is what I want my client's soil to look like. This is, this is how I want it to be. And I've got that down to about a, you know, 95% science at this point. Um, and so for me, when I get a soil test back, I just slap. You just, we just lost it. Onto my, you know, what I want to see. Gosh. <laughs> losing, well, to, uh, losing at the best fucking parts, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we got you back. So I, you, gonna, we lost you right when my... you said, when I get my soil test back, and then you cut off. I'm going to put my fucking phone down. So don't let me pick it up. Um, <laughs> when I get my soil test back, I slap it against, you know, the, the same thing I've been doing for a million fucking years, you know, and it's as long as you have your parameters, you can kind of build your soil in the direction that you want to. And, and then the other aspect is, and this is where it really gets complex is what amendments do I use to adjust my soil? What are they going to do to my soil when I put them in there? And why are they going to do those things? So they, you know, amendments do certain things in your soil for all kinds of different reasons. You know, phosphorus might not be available because your pH is too low. You know, nitrogen might be dominating your, or I mean, I'm sorry, hydrogen might be dominating the exchange sites where calcium should be. And these are, these are common problems, <clears throat> but once you familiarize yourself with them, you know, anytime they start to pop up, you can curb it. You know, it's basically a pinball game. You're just slapping it back and forth. And um, the, the closer you get to that, that balance, that middle point, the less you have to do to your soil. Yeah. So do you do like two soil tests during one run of a crop or? Um, it depends. I... I'll start everything with a soil test. So if I'm, if I'm vegging plants, soil test. Like if I'm, you know, if I put clones into soil, okay, soil test. If I take clones, or take plants from veg to flower, soil test. All right, now hold on. So you have containers though. You have like 20 gallon containers, right? So what, you mix a big, big, stupid ass, big ass mix and test. Oh, uh, that's yeah, exactly what I call it. It's a giant, stupid ass mix. I fucking hate okay. it, but you know, this is, that's the hardest part the of living soil. That, right? Yeah. And you know what I do? I just clear some space. I put down a big tarp. 
I put all of my soil down. I amend it. So that we're talking, you know, usually like a five or a 10 gallon bucket of amendments. Right. Then I just mix it with a shovel. You know, right, this is right. farming. It's really simple, like Coot would say. And mm-hmm. you just do it the easy way and you do it the simple way. And then you test your soil. Testing soil is, is risky around amending. I'll add this too, since I'm on this rant. Um, when you amend your soil, you have to be aware of the influence when you test. So let's say I put a bunch of blood meal in my soil and I test it the next day. Well, blood meal is really fast to break down, but it's probably not going to be broken down yet in a day. But your standard soil test will show that there's nitrogen there. Your saturated paste will say it's not broken down yet. So learning how to read those two tests from Logan Labs is what I've done and helps me, you know, control the parameters of my plants. And everybody's got their own numbers too, you know, like nobody runs the same numbers. So it's easy to say that you can pretty much do it whatever way you want. And you got to fail. Of course, you got to do something wrong to figure out what to do. Right. But I encourage people to experiment with organics because it is so hard to mess it up. It's really mess it up. Yeah. So Aaron, like, I guess we kind of went into this. I don't know if it was last episode of the episode before, but yeah, this was a question I was going to bring up again. Um, and I think Dr. MJ was saying plants all need the, ba- the the same nutrients, just some need more of the overall um, ratios. Is that correct, Doc? Well, I was thinking like some plants want more uh, phosphorus or some plants might want more potassium, but you're just well, saying they just need more, more, more in general of the balanced. Yeah, it, it seems that flowering plants want more phosphorus. Um, okay. And- vegetating plants don't sort of want that more fossil. I mean like cultivar to um, cultivar more more the demands of like let's say chem dog compared to um I don't know uh runs. Yeah no I mean even across uh, other plants that are not as similar as different strains of cannabis um the, the basic nutrient element ratios are, are fairly consistent not sort of radically different um so yeah, I, I'd be hard pressed to to think that there's going to be significant differences in um, nutrient needs just among different strains of cannabis. Right. They're just gonna the one might be more hungry, but they're more hungry for everything. You know, like in general, it's not that they're because like uh, yeah yeah, of, yeah one certain people may end up consuming more, um, but. It, it, generally you know the 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 strength too i I don't think there are some strains that can be um certainly easier tolerate higher electrical conductivity than others um most strains most cannabis plants can be sort of trained to um accept higher and higher dosages but certainly there's some differences between how how different strains will react at, at different electrical conductivities um Right. But even with that said, I don't think there's a lot of, of reason to believe that, that some strains will do really much better just because they accept or, or will tolerate a higher electrical conductivity that they would actually sort of perform better at, at that electrical conductivity. Um, no, it just costs you more in fertilizer. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. So, 
not not really and i would be surprised that, that's what i got into this with brandon a little bit in terms of like you know the different plants if you're starting with the same nutrient different strains should deplete the different elements in in the same ratios if you're starting with the same ratio um i, I think that was the conversation that we're referring to right yeah and and the other thing is plants i think i've noticed over the years that plants are really adaptable to like watering times and if you water a plant every other day since it's was born it would be uh you know uh, you know uh used to it whereas if you did it like every three days so my point being like if you water a plant every other day and then you skipped like three times that would be the plant would be really beat down right but if if you if it was only used to getting watered once a week and you skip like five four days after the one time that you were supposed to water it'd be better but it, that's true too right the plants adjust to their what they receive kind of as well. Uh, yeah, certainly. And they have uh, a rhythm that they can establish for things um, that they, they pick up on the rhythm of the light as we're all aware of. Right. And when other things happen consistently within that rhythm, you can tell that the plants are, are anticipating it and then disappointed if it doesn't happen. Right. Um, to, to take your example, if you, if you grew two plants and you, you watered them once, like twice a day at the same time every day and the other plant you only watered every other day. If you, you know, skip just one day with that other plant, you know, the, the one plant that didn't get watered that day would look fine. And the plant that right. didn't would start to, to respond to the fact that, Hey, I was expecting water and I didn't get it. Right. Um, so yeah, for sure. They That's also, they also know how long the dark is going to be that they, and there's been some really interesting studies that, that have all sort of shown that plants know how long their dark period is going to be. And when it's longer than they anticipate, they're not very well prepared for that and it can cause stress. So that's something that I, I you know, I also sort of think about in terms of these cycles with the plant that for sure. That would make sense why a lot of times when people are having intersex issues, uh, what I've noticed through my research that a lot of it or some of it does happen on the clit, you know, and I wonder yeah. if that's because they're stressing out from that period, you know, but it's only just a couple at the very bottom, but once you clean them up, there's no more left. But I think that period is, did cause that stress. That would make sense. Yeah, right. no, the flip is the most stressful things that we we do to photo period plants. I mean, in, <laughs> unless you it just- It never happens in nature. It. Yeah. It yeah, no, it's very sudden. sudden. Yeah, yeah. It's very sudden. And on two things, we're, we're suddenly forcing it to change cycles in its growth. We're also doing it by depriving it of light um, when it expects the lights to come on. So plants store energy to, to survive the dark period and they use it during the, the period that they expect the lights to become to be off or the sun to be gone. And by the time the, the sun's supposed to be back, like they don't have any of that stored energy left. So if it doesn't come back at that time, they have to start, um, you know, allocating other energy to the task of survival. Yeah, I actually read a, uh, I think it was like either Discovery or a Science Digest, whatever, but plants actually can do the math on how much carbohydrates and energy they have when at, at nighttime so they can do functions over the course of the night when there is no uh, energy to be made. And then they're ready when the, the, they're depleted by the time the sun's coming back up. 
which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, that store of energy, they've, they've shown <laughs> that 95% of that energy is exhausted during the plant's anticipated dark period. Yep. So they have only 5% of their energy sort of for that purpose left if you extend the darkness. And, and to get back to, um, sorry, to get back to Kyle's point about the flip being stressful, some growers do things that are sort of extra stressful. They'll put their plants into like 24 hours of darkness at the stress, at the flip. Um, do other things like that, which I, I think are, are needlessly stressful for plants. And I, I wouldn't be surprised that some of that could contribute to intersex issues. I was going to ask that. I do that the 24 hours darkness before I flip them. Uh, they seem to like to, to like it. So they stretch the, the they stretch a bit. I noticed that they are bigger when I turn the lights on than they used to be with if I didn't do the, the right. well, plants always will keep growing. But I, yeah, I would I would recommend that you not do that anymore. That okay. that is a, a needlessly stressful thing with with no no benefit. To it. How about um, how about lights off for two days before harvest? I've heard you know forced senescence, sort of chlorophyll destruction kind of technique. You heard that one? Um, that no, I'm definitely am familiar with with different ideas about darkness before harvest. Um, I, I, I would say there's no evidence to support extending the darkness, but there's certainly evidence to support harvesting after a dark period. Uh -huh. so, there's science at actually. The end of a dark period, not like at the end of the lights on period or in the middle of the lights on period. And if you have to harvest during that time because of schedule, then don't have the lights come on that day. And to that extent, you would be extending the darkness. But it, no, there's been a lot of debate about this. One of the first challenges that I ever was involved in organizing that have since sort of grown on to the Cocoa for Cannabis challenges that we run now was all about doing that, testing our plants and doing a darkness before harvest. Uh, you know, I don't think you're gonna really screw up your plants too much if you do it for like 24 hours. I, I do think there's a chance you could screw up your plants if you do it for more than 48. For the same reasons that your, your plant is going to try, it's gonna prioritize survival and it's gonna start cannibalizing things in order to survive. Um, and you know, it literally will start eating itself. So that, that's not what we want for plants that are, um, you know, supposed to be harvested soon. Um, yeah, there was, the one, is, yeah, there was one quote study that uh, some farm did where they actually did that 48 hours after darkness. And I think they claimed like four to 5% more THC. They did. I saw it also. And after yeah. the four yeah, there's this old urban legend this. quote going around that claims to be from some institute or whatever. Try to try to right. look into well, that. None I of that is real. I'll try and find that. Okay. I, I call it a quote study. They actually did the work, but it was only anecdotal. Like like I don't know how many plants they did it with. It was really a small subset, I think. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, but yet they did do it. Uh, you know, there's, there's some other sides to this. The, the functional method that I think is most, most likely to result in benefits here is that light does damage to the, the trichomes. It does damage to the cannabinoids that we're trying to grow. And especially under that intense light, just like stick your hand under your grow light for a few minutes. I mean, I do that all the time when I'm testing lights. It's, it, it's, there's radiation there. 
Um, and that radiation is burning off some of your, your terpenes. It's burning off some of your cannabinoids at, at the same time that it's powering the plant to grow. So to the extent and, and that, yeah, go ahead. I, I, real quick, uh, you, you're making really good points. I want to throw in, you know, there's another reason to do it though, other than not destroying the, 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 the volatile compounds, um, you know, chlorophyll is produced in response to light. And chlorophyll is what we want to not see in our final product. Uh, yes. So, right, I, like there is a potential to, to turn off the lights for two days so that chlorophyll is not produced. Maybe anthocyanin is produced in its place. And so you get a better, smoother smoke. I, like sooner with, with less time after harvest or because the chlorophyll no. will dissipate in the same way once it's harvested. You don't need to have the chlorophyll start to be dissipated while the plant's still alive. Well, no, no. I meant like as, as the process, you know, chlorophyll as it breaks down um, happening in the plant rather than happening after harvest and, and that leading to a smoother smoke. I mean, I think you're going to suffer the, your your flowers before you receive any of those kinds of benefits. I, I think, you know, you have to keep leaves in the shade for quite a while before they start to really deplete themselves of chlorophyll um, longer than most people are keeping their plants in darkness. And if you keep your plant in the darkness for that long, I, I think that you're going to have a smaller harvest, basically, because the plant's going to start. Consuming. Yeah. It's definitely sacrifice quantity for quality on that one, I think. Yeah, I mean, eventually still, I, I think that you would suffer quality too. I don't have a problem with doing it for 24, 36 hours. If that's what you think benefits you, I think you're starting to risk more than you're going to benefit if you push it longer than that, though. That's my thoughts. Dead silence. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, there was these two oh. girls who tested and actually did this test and uh, supposedly test that uh, organics versus synthetics and that people know the difference. And statistically speaking, uh, there's no difference in the organics and the synthetics. And uh, when, when it comes to smoke, if you do a good curve, but they did also the 24 hours, 36, and then plus things. And until the, the 48 hours, they claim that the THC levels would raise and the terpene profile would change. After that, it would start losing THC and the terpenes would start degradating and everything else, like you're saying. All right, before we go on, let me just give Kyle a chance to say goodbye. I know he's got to go uh, to tend to something. So, Kyle, glad you made it in today, though. Yeah, but for anybody that... I'm not sure anybody really does, but like, I guess it enjoys me being on here in regards of like audience or looks forward to it, whatever however you want to word it. Uh, yeah, I just been house hunting. So that's been really crazy. And just, uh, I'm also in the process where all my female plants that are fully seeded are like drinking all their water daily. So I'm like spending like immense amounts of time feeding like everything that I have versus like where I could like feeder it like one day and do a different day and, and, uh, splitting it up. It's just, so it's just been really hectic, but, uh, I will be harvesting all those seeds probably in like three or four weeks. So I have a brand new seed drop happening, which I'm wicked excited about um, happening in three or four weeks. And you can find those at whoarebreeding.com. I have some seed stock there now. It's just really low. Um, 
I have a collaboration with uh, Mr. Soul from Brothers Grimm. He's sending me uh, seeds that we've done a collaboration on. So those will be available as well. So that's really exciting uh, to kind of work with him. And uh, yeah, I got a bunch of other stuff going on. That's kind of personal. I don't want to re release yet because uh, I don't like counting, counting the chickens where they hatch. But uh, just really excited to still be here. I got we're all doing this. Sorry, I've been MIA. It's not on purpose. I've just been really busy and uh, it's late here. I, I live on the East Coast. I'm in Massachusetts. So uh, yeah, uh, purebreeding.com. There's some stuff on there. Uh, pure underscore breeding on Instagram. Pure breeding on Facebook. Aaron, I'm super proud of you, man. I've been following you and uh, just really happy for you and your family. It seems like things are going well. And uh, I'm just glad everyone else is here is uh, safe and healthy. And I'll see you guys uh, next Sunday. Nice seeing you, brother. You're a love, Kyle. You're a love, buddy. Yeah, have a great one. Too, There's another side of this that I'd like to bring up, um, which is sort of related to the the first part of this. Is like harvest after a dark period. One time where I really encouraged growers to think about more darkness before harvest is when they're growing autos on long day lengths. I think that it is in your interest as an auto grower to increase your your lights off period the last week of the grow um, up to at least 12 hours for that last night. Um, the other side of this is, yeah, I would be more comfortable with, with dimming and running lower PPFD. Um, I, I think that if you're worried about sort of the cannabinoid side of things, um, a lot of that is solved by just sort of reducing the PPFD, um, dimming the fixture rather than eliminating it. That's much less stressful for the plants too. I have an actually anecdotal story about that. Yeah. Back in the day, I had a sun circle, which is like, uh, you put two lights and the thing just went around in a circle, kind of like a ceiling fan. Okay. And, you know, for coverage and so that there wouldn't be a hot spot, I guess. Yep. And, um, during the flower run, the one light uh, died. It was near the end, so I didn't end up replacing it. I just let it finish with the one light. And I swear it seemed to be more, more resin. It seemed to be more resinous. And it could have yeah. just been, you know, you know, in my head. But it seemed like it, it did something. But and in, in nature... How long was that? How long did you run it with just the one light? It was probably like two weeks at the end, maybe three. Oh, wow. So yeah, see, it was if wild. You do it that long, I, I think you're you're risking, you know, oh, yeah, you're growing your sure yield. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a reason we're giving it that much PPFD in the first place, right? right. It's because like we want to grow big buds. So, um, so there's definitely always going to be that that trade off. And I think last week, last few days is is really where I would focus my energies on on screwing with the light to the extent that you want to screw with it. Right, and even but even in nature as as autumn comes, the intensity of the sunlight is less and less every day, right? It, it is, but remember, we're trying to do as well as we can. And outdoors, the plants just the have to get what is, they can. Yeah. The, um, the idea that what exists outside in nature is going to produce absolutely the best cannabis, I, I think, is specious. I, I, I think that we can improve conditions and create, agree. Yeah, agree. create better flowers and all of that better lighting situations i agree question for you uh, in terms of the autos when you're saying change it from 18 to 12 you do it like uh, the last week straight away or would you do it uh, uh, 18 17 16 uh, yeah yeah like that okay okay and would you start the week before to start so that the last week would be 12 12 no or... i would just walk them down to 12 12 before harvest 
Okay, okay. So during the um, and I, I'm fine with extending the darkness by two hours a day. I do that at the flip when I'm walking photos into the flip or with autos into the harvest. Um, but yeah, I try not to extend the darkness by more than two hours at a time. Okay, thank you. Interesting. All right, so Brandon Rust just popped in. So let's say hello to Brandon. Hey, what's going on, guys? Where's uh, love, oh, buddy? Where's love, Brandon? How you doing? Glad you could make it, boss. Oh, so yeah, you really gave a, uh, a. I I don't know who wrote that. I didn't listen to the whole thing, uh, Brandon. But beat down. Wow, Aaron. Sorry, but you beat down the uh, conventional agriculture industry uh, in in a recent IG post. But wow, Aaron. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Brandon. So it's it's just that you know these systems inherently are 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 so flawed with subsidized farming and the fact that we may be paying lower costs at the grocery store, but it's coming out of our taxes. Like we're paying higher taxes because all of these systems are subsidized and it's creating huge economic problems. It's causing uh, problems with our own bodies and our own health. And the fact that food is medicine and Bayer knows this, that's why they bought Monsanto. And that's why there was a merger between big ag and, uh, and uh, pharmaceuticals. And these systems are so flawed and they're not sustainable. Um, they're bound to collapse as, as things have a tendency to do. And so, you know, bringing those things to people's attention is important, but also being proactive and trying to build um, uh, systems that are closed loop, sustainable, and can um, have the, the communities benefit from where there's <laughs> is where we're all headed for the future of agriculture the systems have to have to inherently change they have to the fundamentals of of the way that things are done have to change and so you know we're working on a lot of different technologies that can help facilitate those processes yeah i think it's insane what's been happening and uh, you know, it's all over the place now. Bill Gates is buying up farmland, which is very suspect, you know. Um, I was going to say, Aaron and whoever else grows beef near you, don't don't be selling out to Bill Gates, please. No, I don't think anybody... Yo, um, Bill Gates, hit me up. I need some cash flow. <laughs> no, don't go to the dog side. <laughs> You know how like a lot of when things collapse and like bubbles pop and you, you look back in retrospect and you're like, how did nobody see this coming? Um, yeah, we're we're marching towards that with global agriculture right right now. And we'll all look back and be like, how did we not see this coming? And why were we so sort of confident in this system? Um, but I, I definitely think that that's true. More so, though, why we were why were we complacent, not being proactive and changing it? Because of the the way they yeah, keep, that's, yeah, there's many, but but Aaron, what, can you hear us while you're while you're showing us this? You want to give us some play by play? What are we checking can, out? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it was just visual porn to Brandon's auditory. It was. It was. It worked good, but the good part. Good. Um, no, you know, so this is the room, man. This is my pride and joy. This is what I've worked 15, 16 years to accomplish. And I want to share with everybody, if I had one fucking message, 
never quit, never give up on your dreams because this is the shit that you can do. You just don't know it yet. Dude, that's awesome. Respect, buddy, respect. It's looking beautiful. So the, that, uh, that one leaf you were showing us, the yellow leaf, that was the, the uh, magnesium deficiency right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a magnesium burn, this is. Oh, okay, burn. Ah. Okay. Are you sure? And that, looks, so then, that looks like potassium. Looks like low soil potassium. Soil test, bro. Soil test. You know. You got me. it. Come on, now. You think I'm fucked up on this? Um, <laughs> uh, so, so here's the purple stem, bro. Brandon, I'm glad you came on. Check this out. I fixed my purple stem. You'll love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's all about balancing those minerals, man. And it, you know, learned a lot from you, bro. And, uh, and then a lot of other people and, and anybody can do this shit. After 15 years of, of working it, Aaron, you know, that's what, yeah. People don't get it. You put in the work to get to this. It's not just an overnight. Yeah, no, this is it, not an overnight. Yeah, is- yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, my wife and I put our life savings into this. And and work. Your life work. That's work, dude. To get to that point is just work. Oh, it's everything. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, everything. dude. It's beautiful. So let's talk about training, right? So we have we have like a topping here. But this is ma- this is more of a, you know, like a, a training. And <clears throat> I got to clear out some of these unhealthy leaves yet but uh so each one of these goes up to the canopy even if it's a skinny little fucker it makes it up there above the trellis so you can see this is a really deep canopy and if you don't have proper airflow for this kind of canopy you're looking at pm all day so i got what is it 12 or 13 of these oscillating fans on the wall i installed two mini splits i got one up there i got one right there um, the dehumidifiers are up above our head here. You got one there, one over there. And then of course the easy eight Metagrow lights, baddest lights in the fucking game. Hit me up for that 10% discount. Anybody watching the show right now? I think we actually have a sale going on. Is today the 24th? Today is the 24th. I believe so. Yeah. It yeah. is the last day for this sale. So jump on it, get 14% off on your spectrum. Why? or your fold eight and and what's and, uh, the name of the company Medic? i can't say i can't say it enough medic grow medic grow medic grow okay well it looks like you're right. a really nice looking room aaron I, I love what you've done in there i i think the the structure for the plants is totally unique um that that's awesome um and the the canopy itself is really looking nice. The canopy is canopy, yeah. He's got the tables going. My daughter can fit under here. <laughs> yeah, Dude, she was so That's happy. Cool. That was so awesome. What are so you running for? Sometimes when you uh, when you over when you over train, you can use a little bit of electrical tape to get those plants back together. Oh yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That tip uh, dog, what'd you ask? Yeah. Uh, what were you running for the humidifier? To set two? For, for that room, how much are you? Yes, using? I have two. I have two dual 225 dehumidifiers. So these pull about, they can pull about 100 gallons a day out of the air. Damn. 
And what do you okay. got it set at? What are your parameters? Um, I, my parameters are top secret. I'm just kidding. It's right now. I'm at like, I'm at like 1.1 VPD. That's perfect for flour. One point, yeah, I mean, one point, one point five. So, assuming it's a good temperature, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you my temperature. I'm just kidding. That's guys, crazy, it's so dude. easy. It's 75 degrees in here. So what okay, are you running so about? That's pretty, 60, that's pretty uh, low. Like our age. What are you in the 40s? 60. 62? Mm, no, dude. 60s. 60, 62 to 68. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it spikes, bro. You know, this nothing's perfect. Sometimes it gets seventy-two. Sometimes it gets down to forty-five. That doesn't sound like one point two, but that's okay. You don't know. You don't know me, then, Aaron. Look at this ugly shit. (laughs) Beautiful ugly shit. Beautiful porn, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to show off a little bit, and you know, this is. This is everything to me. This is my life's work. And um, and I take it really seriously, as you can tell. Anybody has any questions about anything they're looking at right now, whether it be electrical, dehumidistats, plumbing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and I did it all myself. So anybody has any questions, you let me know. I have a question, actually. Do you have wheels under your pots so that you can move them around? I noticed that you have something under them. They're not wheels. Risers. They're risers. Okay. Ah. So I'm a cheap okay. bastard. So I'll drag those suckers around. <laughs> I was gonna say you could just hook hook something underneath and drag them, right? I mean, I just go like this. Oh, you just grab. Yeah, why <laughs> bend over? Get like a little hook and hook it underneath that plastic thing and just drag it. Uh, I'm really I guess lazy. my back is still in good enough shape. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How many gallons are you re- are you doing in those pots? So these are ten gallons. There's there's about three hundred or three hundred fifty gallons of soil, like you know, kind of spread around in here. All right. So Aaron, so you adjust the big pile of soil before you put it into the buckets. I'm assuming. Uh, that's correct. And then when I take my yeah. soil samples. Once they're in their pots, I will. So I just took a soil sample from this pot uh, yesterday. This pot, I did not. So you can see the soil is undisturbed. This soil is disturbed. And so what I do when I take a soil sample from a room like this is I go Mm -hmm. to my four or five, six worst problem plants. And as you can see, this is a problem plant. Okay. I go in and I Mm -hmm. say, dig a little hole, six inches deep. I grab a handful of soil, I put it in my bag, and then I move to the next plant until I have the quantity of soil that I'm looking for. And usually this is an, an actual measured amount, whether it's 10 ounces or five ounces, whatever I'm taking from the soil is a, is a quantifiable amount. I just sort of guess how much I'm pulling out. And I, you know, it's like, okay, that's about five ounces. So I add that to my overall sample. Mm-hmm. I mix it up really well. I let it dry for two days and then I send it in. So let me take you over to my soil sample that I collected oh. yesterday. I think it's right here. Mm-hmm. When I collect a soil sample, I don't do it with my bare hands. That was, that was raw dog of me. I don't usually do that. Okay. Um, 
I usually use a glove because I'm not trying to affect the, the, you know, the outcome, right? So this is clean. This is drying. This will go in the mail tomorrow. I'll get results back by the end of the week. I will make top dress next week based on what this soil tells me. Very good. And, but uh, so my top dress. Yeah. I was going to say like, all my fertilizer is just, in, um, he put like a lot of, he has those long beds, but he puts it in the water. So he could just hit up every, you know, hit it everywhere. You go to, you don't go to each container and put in a, a, a tablespoon of something. Do you? You bet your ass. I do. You bet your, I take yeah. this right here. Uh, he does. That's what he does. I take this right here. Uh, I fill this thing up right here. I fill this bucket up right here with exactly what I want in my plants. And, and then it. I measure whatever it might be, a third a cup, half a right. cup, um, whatever I want to each plant after it's mixed in this bucket or two of these buckets. And then I just drag that little bucket around with me and I scratch all my stuff into my soil and then I water it in and I'm done for the day. And that's There's my job. Love, buddy. And Respect. that's how you get plants like that. The dedication and time. Exactly. Much respect, buddy. That's the, the purest girl's love, man. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Really like yeah, here's a good example of that purple to green right here. Now you're kind of stuck. Yeah, it keeps getting stuck. Oh, here it comes. Now you're back. Anyway. Yeah, way more green on top. Yep, the green is pumping out. It is amazing. Smiley Beautiful. is showing the exact exact same thing where the um you can see the red stops and the green shoots up. That's gotta be a good good place. Very illegal. Nobody look at this. Nobody look at this. This is not here. <laughs> that's that's quite the chase way. <laughs> Looks safe. <laughs> Yeah. Believe it or not, it's actually totally safe. If I were just to house it, it'd be it'd be it'd be legal. Right. Just you know, I gotta I gotta put a gutter on it. You gotta box it in, yeah. That's all. What do you have to do to make so, it legal? Has to be inside of a tube. So yeah, um, no, I mean, theoretically, no. Actually, I this entire building is up to code right now. Oh, but if I were if I were to turn this into a, I I didn't build the metal. I built everything else. Everything so every it, yeah. every other this wall this wall these doors all those rafters up there that everything is hanging from I put those up there by myself fuck that ratchet straps <laughs> by the way is how I did that ratchet straps 160 pounds getting that up in the air you just ratchet strap each corner and you I used a scaffold and I just you know anyway wow and this is how you do it Mm -hmm. um, I wired up all of these 240 outlets myself. I learned electrical and then wired them up myself. This is doable, you guys. Like anybody can do this shit. Just quit your fucking job so you have some time. Anybody who believes <laughs> that bite part might not be doable for everybody, but yeah, yeah. You need sure to believe, it is. Buddy. You just gotta you gotta be willing to eat fucking ramen noodles, man. Do you think I did that? I mean. You yeah. gotta be able to, yeah, to no, grind. I, I, you gotta put your nose but, down. But not everybody's. And let me tell you, if you, that, if you grow some cannabis, 
then you can sell it and then you can make some money and suddenly you can eat again. So if you, if, if you can go through a period of hibernation while you bust down and you get all your work out, you know, it, it, it pays off. I'm not saying it doesn't, but yeah, you had to save up some capital to be able to pull off this project in the first place. Um, yeah. Oh my God. And this to be project, able to, to yes, start support your life during that transition. But there was yeah. a day, Doc, there was a day when I worked a fucking job and I said, fuck this, I'm quitting and I'm going to grow. And I didn't have extra money. I just yeah. did it. Yeah. And then two months later, I had some money and I was, and I was back, in the, this, you know, back in the game. And that's what it's all about. If you start I moving, agree. the universe works with you, buddy. Yeah. That's really good, good for you, too. Um, yeah, you know, different people may have greater or lesser success following that exact path, but more power to you for, for getting to where you are because that's awesome. And that's like watching the chat go by, you know, most of the comments are like, I wish I had a space like that. So. And the wish in one hand and shit in the other is- and see which one fills up first. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was meant to be a compliment. You, can take it you, I, you know what? It's a compliment, but the, the fact of the matter is, is you can wish all you want, but until you put your nose down and you, and you yeah. do this, you will not accomplish it. So that's what I'm saying is, yeah, maybe nobody, maybe somebody won't be as successful doing it my way, but they can figure out their way and be successful. It is possible. Whatever that is, never stop. I believe that. Aaron. It takes a special person to have the dedication like like that, because I can tell you've been you like since you haven't been on on the panel, you you had your nose down, just work twenty four seven. I'm sure of it. You know, yep. yeah. Sure, and, life, buddy. And, and it was only you. It's, this is all you and probably your wife helping. This is like one man did all of this, people. Yes, right? sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Yes, That's sir. What I'm saying. When, when, when they say you need a team and there's like, they, like you can't be an island and all that, Aaron's an island and he did this. So, much respect, Thanks, buddy. That means a lot, actually. I'm kind much of a loner respect. and I, I don't like, I don't like um, d- delegating responsibility to someone else because I can't trust people. I have real trust issues. So, <laughs> I'm gonna, me too. I love this. I love this view, and I love that you did it all. I love it. So that, that is, that's it. What? Just, sorry. Oh, uh, what'd you say, dog? No, I was saying it, you just need to believe, and the thing is, you need to start it. Once you start it and start working, and everybody, if you put even one hour a day, two hours a day of your time doing what you love. After one year, that was a lot of hours that you were Instagramming, you were doing whatever shit you do that is not working for what you love. And if you put one hour a day, two hours a day of what you of your time to do what you love, after a while, it will become your life. I believe that too. also. I'm working through Amen, that. Amen, dog. Well, you know, one thing, one thing that people don't understand, though, too, is people will be like, they'll work a nine-to-five job, and it's like if you go and fucking put in 16 hours and you do that for three years, you just got you got six years on the next person. Right. You just like you just did six years of work in three. Right. Think of it like that and make a plan and plan ahead. So it's 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 we're Hustle so driven by instant toxic, gratification, guys. you know. 
Yeah, but there's a real line at which point, you know, work hard, play hard and, and hustle culture and just like, you Burn know, up. live to work, work to live yeah. becomes toxic to people and, and their life happiness. So my, my recommendation with cannabis growers would be, yeah, you're doing this because you love it. But um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, in, investing time with your family and stuff. And I, I really appreciate that about Aaron and his ability to sort of find that balance i think in the end having a satisfied life is about finding the the balance between all of those things. but if but if you love what you do you know if you go after your passion you're happy yeah but if you don't have balance between pursuing different interests like relationships family i muted career, um, other things there's like nothing that. without sacrifice i know a lot of people that there's love their without, jobs okay i know a lot of people that love their sacrifice. jobs yeah, you are talking about sacrifice. And so to be aware of what you're sacrificing. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you're sacrificing spending time with your family, that's a problem. I right. sacrificed many other things. That's the key, buddy. I believe so also. Yeah, yeah. It's 24 hours in a day, buddy. You don't need to sleep more than six to eight hours. There's a lot of time Amen. for you to be with. To mm-hmm. just I would say I'll I don't even sleep six hours. I sleep four to six hours. I don't sleep, sleep more when than I'm that. Dead. Listen, guys, thank you for letting me show that to you. Um, and well, uh, letting me. Yes. Thank you. Really, Aaron, I'm going to go outside and freaking do a patch in the wilderness that no one can fucking imagine would be that big. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I encourage it. All that, all that illegal shit. Do it all because. You only live once, man. And um, and ultimately, thank you guys. Um, Let I'm me correct you one thing. Unless you guys have that. any other questions for me, you don't live once. You live every day. You only die once. So make, <laughs> cool. take advantage of that and uh, live every day. Not to, not. To, I'm sorry. Everything agree with you, but we only die once. We live every day. Every day we wake up, it's a blessing. So it's up to you. It's up to us. To do whatever we want to do with that blessing and find what we love like you did and much respect for that my friends much respect i have a quick question Thank what you, will brother. Be, yep. what will be the uh destiny of those babies is it going to be flour rosin bubble hash cookies uh, or we don't we, know uh, that we're desi- we're designing um jars we're designing labels for jars we're going to do flour because I just feel like it'd be sacrilege to do anything other than some fire indoor living soil flower for people. Um, and then I was thinking about making some pre-rolls that weren't shit. There you go. Hell yeah. Okay. The world needs that. So that's, that's what's in the works for me. Um, yeah. That, that should be there what they're called. Pre-rolls that aren't shit. I like that. I like that too. I like that too. Oh, take note of that. Take note of that. Trademark. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Aaron, uh, thank you for coming on, time. man. It's been a while, and I really appreciate getting to, to walk through your grow and, and talk to you about it. So thanks for coming back. Thank and you, guys. Your buddies here at the show. Yeah, it was good to see thank you. Thank you, Doc. And you should be proud. Thanks, Russ. Thank you, bro. Yes, it, it, it warms my heart. You guys are you guys might be some of the only people that can really, truly deeply and the chat can really, truly deeply appreciate what's going on here. And uh, okay. it means a lot. So I'm glad I got to reconnect with you guys. Um, Doc, 
you and me, we're always chit chat and I look forward to our next little chit chat and, um, and, um, grower love. Thank you guys so much. I'm Aaron, the grower, ATG acres on Instagram, atgacres.com. If you have any soil questions, shoot them to me. I'll answer them for free just when I can. Otherwise I do consultations for 60 bucks an hour and it's like the cheapest on the fucking market. So if you guys need soil help, anything like that, hit me up. I'm in Oklahoma now permanently doing my thing here. So thank you guys. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. We're love, Aaron. We're love, buddy. We're love, thank buddy. You. Man, awesome work, man. Beautiful. Much respect. Yeah. yeah, that was very nice. That is very cool. Guys, I think I should probably get going myself here, bail on the show. I hate to do that, but I'm, I'm happy to see the Spartans here, Taos here. Is it just the, and Dog Doctor, is it just the four of us now? No, Brandon's um, on the other Brandon's screen. Oh, Brandon's here. Brandon's here. I got Brandon too. You guys are in good hands. That, that's you don't need me for the last half hour, right? I can feel guilt-free walking away. You can be guilt-free. So yeah, I think <laughs> any of us can feel that way at any time. That's what we so, do this. So we'll fun. miss you, Doc. <laughs> More or less guilt-free. I, I enjoyed both the guests that came on. Well, guests, Aaron's been on, I mean, and Doc Doctor's been on a ton. So it's it's maybe yeah. not fully guests, but they kind of feel like guests. And both of them took us through their grows, and I really appreciated that. I, uh, you know, much love to the the chatters who show up every week and keep us company and ask some of the greatest questions and, and really are what this show's about. Thank you, Tao, for stepping in and being de facto host today in Jack's absence. Jack, I don't know if you mentioned this at the top. I think he's celebrating his anniversary today, guys. So it's nothing problematic. He's just off celebrating. Um, glad that that Brandon Spartan, Dog Doctor, will, will carry you through the rest of the show. Uh, Tao. But uh, grow love, everyone. I'm Dr. MJ Coco from Coco for Cannabis. And you guys should know where to find me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your show. Thank Grows you, Grow Thank Thank love. Grows love, man. Grower's love. Well, I've got a little bit of time. I just, the only thing that I'd like to share at least was. Um, I was able yesterday to go through a walkthrough at a one of the micro grows here in Michigan. There's only less than 10. I think there's like five maybe that are operating right now in the whole state. And that's really the first step up from caregiver to commercial market. It's like 150 plant grow. Um, the cool thing, I guess I'll say about it is it's farm to table. Uh, it's all one facility. So you have control of, every, you know, packaging, everything. So you can really keep your stuff in cool temperatures and make sure that your product's really nice and really good. But anyways, it was called Winewood Organics out in Ann Arbor. And we walked through there with cameras, me and some, some of the people from the bro show. So we're going to get, uh, you know, get a nice, hopefully get, get a nice uh, video edited up and we'll have that whenever that's ready. I'm sure I'll, I'll, post about it on instagram or something but uh important yeah we understand correct that miss nudie is going to be accompanying you guys tonight yeah we're going to be interviewing miss nudie uh here nice. in a half hour and a half hour very yep. good yeah and so awesome to talk to her second quick question were you interviewing while you were visiting these micro uh yeah what was it was i interviewing like for a job no yeah were you re yeah for a job no huh? no okay. no no Oh, no, we could collect there. up some money so you could get your own micro. Uh, maybe snatch know, up one of them licenses for it. It's 
it's way more than that. It would, um, the difficult situation that a micro grow has is that it has to have everything on the same property. And why that right. makes that difficult is, is that a lot of the municipalities that even allow grows only allow them in industrial areas, places that customers aren't going to walk by or, or really want to come in. Right, so like, right. like this one, why I think it's successful is it's right downtown Ann Arbor and it's not the greatest place for a grow, but it's a good place for everything else. So there's a sacrifice there. Got you, got you. So yeah, so to me, I, I would feel my hands were tied in that situation. I love the small feel of it, but I mean, they should... If they make two changes, bring the plant count up. I mean, 150 is pretty low still. Right. And then, um, especially when you're supposed to supply a dispensary and you can only have the one out front, um, they should allow you to bring in products to fill your dispensary, I think, which they don't allow. You have Questions. to do all farm to, farm to table. So you, you couldn't like buy if there was like a, a if there was like a high end, uh, we'll say for Groly, for example, we'll say for, right. if I wanted a partner for, for, for Groly, the only way I could do that is if I hired him as my processor on a micro grow, if I had a micro grow license. Okay. So it would allow me to work with anybody. It, it, I, so that is, I think that really hurts their dispensary part of their business. It really hurts them because it doesn't allow the only options you have is what you can physically grow and then whatever you can figure out to to do with that product as far as you can make edibles and, and concentrates, things like that. Right. And if there was like a 300 plant count and you could be able to experiment and do more and have, yeah. So they kind of got you in a yeah quandary kind of. Yeah. Because if you're trying to fit, basically your, your job is in that grow is to keep the dispensary full. Right. And yeah. you don't want it just full of flour. You want it full of everything. And everything. So, and so that you have to adjust yeah. maybe cultivars on the demand of the customer, which is hard to do when you have like a three month at best lead time. Lead time, yep, yep. Do they need to have like a kitchen certifications and everything yes. if they want to do eatable? Yeah, he has they want to make kitchen certification and because this. he has the yeah. the BHO equipment to do extractions and make diamonds, shit like that. He had to get all the explosive gear, you know, the explosive proof room. I mean, it was That's it took him six years. Room. It yeah, took him from, from caregiver to going commercial in the same building he already had the building he had it took him six years of jumping through hoops before he could open the doors it's a lot of money for sure extra yeah <laughs> it's a lot of money for sure oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> how they do that they call the barrier to entry the cost the cost of get of entry is the barrier to anyone else getting in like in whatever business it might be you like you can't just buy um you can't just turn on like a natural gas uh, refinery, you know, like the cost, right, to right. build it, all sorts of things. But yeah, you know what I mean. And try to get some way to invest or round up investors and tell them that you're only going to do for 150 plants in a state that's got multi-licensed growth. Right. And yeah. like, they look at you like, you, you know, I mean, come on. Right. So yeah. It's, but they could like be in niche. Financed by if you, their... If you got... Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think... Yeah. I think the whole farm to table is what can't be beat by any big corporation Quality or like that. So yeah. no other dispensary can offer that without flat out bold face line, which yeah, probably yeah. Be, they could be sued for. So the, the micro grow does grow, does have that, but you know, how much of the market is, does that matter to, to, and, right. how, and is your location where those cons, 
customers are. No sewers are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real sticky situation. If you're in the middle yeah. of New York is one thing, but for if you're in the middle of somewhere else, like there's not many people, it makes it hard for sure. I'll tell you what, if I have to go to her dispensary for anything, I will be going there. It took me like 40 minutes to get there from my house. I will drive 40 minutes. Yeah, rather than it's close. Yeah. yeah I, I i've been into the, his grow i've seen it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i don't get to see the shit that i get gets grown anywhere else so uh yeah when i when i go out to eat i like it when they have the kitchen you can see into the kitchen you know yeah you see, you see what's yeah, going on see the food it's that's nice. coming your way instead of in the back god only knows what's happening uh, that definitely oh i was i was so impressed when i first walked in there so you walk in and then there's like a little place where you can sit down what if you have to wait like the waiting room and uh on the on a desk right there was this laminated sheet of paper and on that paper was every single strain that they had there uh saw, saw flour and concentrate the test results the strain name the cross of that strain and then the terpenes in order that they were the most of like that thing ahead it went five or six terpenes deep on each single one so you could just look up by terpene it was fucking cool for every strain they had there how many different yes. strains did they have 20 oh my god dude <laughs> so many. i know probably yeah probably somewhere around 20 or so but they, then they had different <laughs> options so they had like edibles and then they had different concentrates and then they had the flower then they had uh the little uh what do you call them the the, the batteries and the uh the cartridge pens, carts, yeah, carts. And they just have yeah, there's a lot of money. You just see a lot of different. Man, I, I I'm not gonna lie, because I don't get a lot of concentrates because I just grow flour, right? So, so I got, got four grams. <laughs> I got four <laughs> grams. So. <laughs> Actually, no, hey, I got listen. five grams because for girlie was there with me, and so he hooked me up with some clementine. Uh, that's they, always... they have 150 plants and they managed to do all that uh, all that with the uh, 20 different strains and the uh, different hashes and different uh, extracts so grow, and foods yeah they Strains grow big it. fucking plants oh, and, yeah, all, they and it's organic they're doing outside plants inside outdoor yeah, plants pretty, much. pretty yeah. much i think he said that his plants were average each plant averaged he said around two pounds on just if you averaged it all out all together some are more, some are less. But he said, on average, he he expects at least two pounds on each plant when it comes down. Plants. That's like an hey, I got a question for sure. Right? For you, Spartan and Brandon, we were talking about, uh, and I thought Brandon had mentioned it recently about uh, consuming lounges in, you know, cannabis consuming lounges. Are they do they are they ever going to allow them in Michigan? And are they going to allow them in Oklahoma, Brandon? We can already consume uh, cannabis anywhere that uh, cigarettes can be consumed. So if, you know, when I, and they're a little more liberal about where you can smoke in Oklahoma. So I, I can literally go to the balcony on a bar for most, in most cases, and just bust out my dab rig and, and start burning, you know, oh, or, or smoke, bust out my pipe and start smoking. Most cool. places don't care. Some places might be a little less tolerant but for the most part in oklahoma it's it dude you can do whatever you want here okay so so that being said is there anyone advocating a cannabis only uh bar type place yeah well you know they they did have 
they do have like events, right? We have this place called the city's farmer's market and it's like, there's a full bar in there. They have bands and events and, and you can consume in there, but it's not like a dispensary that you can consume inside the dispensary. Right. Cause you can't, okay. can, you're not, according to the regulations, like you're not allowed to consume cannabis on your, your, at like your dispensary. Right. right. You can smoke like 10 feet away from the door but it's just weird. However, you can bring weed into a place and fucking smoke. But here's the thing. There just no, the, the thing about Oklahoma is nobody's regulating anything. Right. I mean, they'll have some OMMA inspections and stuff like that, but they're, <laughs> they're lenient. And then there's no, like no enforcement for anything. Right. Well, they actually, cool. actually approved uh, a few, I think five consumption clubs in Lansing, which is just North of me a little bit. And they've uh, approved, I think, one It's in a college town. I can't remember now. Maybe Kalamazoo. But they're starting to pop up here and there. But that is a license type here. So they're, they'll definitely allow it. And it's just a matter of if the municipality is going to allow that license. Because it's new. So they got to, since it's new, that means it's not allowed automatically until they fucking go in and write a thing into their whatever ordinances or whatever to say, yeah, we're going to allow that license type. And it's usually, oh. they usually cap it by number, like how many in a certain area. I'm sorry. I think I just realized that I wasn't on Zoom when I should have been. What do you mean? We have to welcome in Matthew Gates momentarily. Oh, I hope he hasn't been sitting there for like six hours waiting for you. I hope not either, but it couldn't <laughs> be more than like, I just went into chat because that was a question we had on a different uh, show with the uh, con consuming lounges. I wanted to see if they were in the chat. Sorry, Matthew, are you with us? Yeah, he's in chat. How long were you back there? I'm sorry. Not long. Maybe okay. three minutes tops. All right, oh. good. But it could feel like a lifetime. <laughs> well, Matthew's really, really nice, so it's probably a half hour, bro. Half hour. <laughs> I'm glad my funny. reputation precedes me. No, actually, I got I got caught up. I was at the um, uh, I was at the cannabis row for Earth Day here down at Balboa Market or Balboa Market, <laughs> Balboa Park in San Diego, and uh, that was fun. My friend Jay. Uh, Joshua Caruso uh, organized, I think, most or all of it, but possibly only a small portion of the Cannabis Row section, at least. And um, yeah, that was kind of fun. So Earth Day. I haven't been down to Balboa Park for Earth Day in a minute since I uh, since I moved out of San Diego. But it's always a fun time. Yeah, no, it definitely. Although UV index was uh, pretty high so it was pretty hot it was a hot california day for sure <laughs> and you can get some elotes and uh, other other nice fair goods so what were you guys talking about we were talking about uh consumption lounges and their acceptance in states where it's legal and if it's happening already and did you enjoy some cannabis today on Earth Day, Xanthanol? What flavor did you try? Yeah, I don't know what I had, but I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 very good. It was uh, in a, like a small little uh, uh, Rio type ah. thing with a glass tip. So that, it definitely was a smooth experience. Very good. Very nice. They, they had a dab. Speaking of lounges, they had a dab bus um, uh, park, parked over that. there. 
<laughs> there you go, a damn bus. Although it wasn't driving at the time. Right. There were a lot of police right. around because also the police were there for recruiting. So <laughs> I got to ride that was kind of bus here in That's Michigan. Crazy. It was dope. Yeah, I like actually that. really I like the idea of a lounge. Um I'm a I'm a I'm a huge supporter of the idea of like a lounge sort of um setting, like almost like, like a like a like a cigar lounge almost where you can just bring whatever you want or buy it from the um Location. you know the establishment and uh, just be able to hang out and i don't know I, I, those are kind of getting pushed back in some places right i, I don't understand the uh, logic why that is no we're just getting that we've just actually got the licenses here so it's it's well, i mean they've had them up for a while but they're just starting to issue them so um I, i'm hoping to see more and more pop up but the, there's like f- very few and far between right now very few I got to jump out of here, guys. It's getting close to when I got to jump on the next one <laughs> where I'll be, uh, we'll be interviewing Miss Nudie Gross. So, oh, very nice. One of Eve. So, we're going to talk to her and it'll be cool to catch up with her because it's been a while since I've talked to her, other than through DMs or social media and all that crap. And yeah. So- and shout out, shout out to you for saying uh, her name because uh, <laughs> I really like that name, actually. So do I. And I, I love always, it. I, I always forget that she has that name too. So <laughs> <laughs> I just love to say it. And then uh, <laughs> I want to shout out chat today because they've held my attention most of the time. I was hard for me to keep attention on what was going on with the show because the chat was holding my attention so much. So congratulations to that chat. You had my attention and uh, shout out to all you guys. It was cool to have dog doctor up here. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. So that was just cool to have you up here. Super cool to see Aaron too. I'd, lo- I'd love to see his, uh, I haven't seen a lot of the uh, his updates, so to see it all together like that was was dope. So that was I'm great. Sure listen back, so amazing. Congratulations, man! It was really cool. I have to say, everyone on this panel is just does amazing things. Every other turn, I look like Miss Nudie grows with all the shit that she has done. She's been all over Every, Canada, left uh, she's it, been on east just, coast, west coast. She's just conquering the whole fucking. You know, country, I'm man. too content. I I don't I don't know. I don't have this like. Gumption you know what it is, bro. Maybe you need to start real. trusting people. Maybe you might be better. Start nah, you're probably people. right. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Come out of your cave. Start trusting motherfuckers. All right, it's but true. I interrupted your departure spot. And thank you. Oh, for sorry. No, that's cool. I was done. I was done. Uh, Grows love everybody. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. I'm sorry I was a little late today, but uh, I promise I'll be back next week. Aaron uh was on but not anymore huh yes you missed him he showed his amazing uh adventures on his new property in Oklahoma and he's killing it, it you should you got to go back and just look at the pictures it's, I will it's definitely cool. have to I will definitely have to do that I have been seeing his uh his posts like, on Instagram yeah 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 and <laughs> crushing it is definitely the word to use um i'm i am perennially impressed with that man um and and that would be incredibly impressive if he was a single guy but he's not he's got a, a whole family to support and um yes yep. that's you know <laughs> centuply important or uh impressive in my opinion much respect but a lot of work there so Brandon, you got a lot of uh, coals in the fire. What's uh, what's popping up, and what are you uh, like involved in right now? I'm getting ready to take over NASA Agricultural Technologies, 
They, um, I knew they were going to take you in because they need a young over. guy to take over. Yeah. So Dr. George has a lot of um, technologies that he hasn't really ever released simply because they're really, really disruptive. And so we're going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to implement some of these systems. Um, he's also gonna... working, he's also working on a nitrogenase, which is the enzyme that uh, bacteria use to fix atmospheric nitrogen and he's very very close all of the theoretical uh chemistry and everything is finished and he's just finishing up the practical application of the design to create this and what this will do this is a extremely disruptive technology that will transform uh global agriculture ag ag uh, business because they currently burn gas to make ammonium or they or it's a byproduct of petroleum distillation that's where our nitrogen, um, the majority of our nitrogen comes from for uh, conventional agriculture. And with this, uh, this protein, uh, sorry, this enzyme, um, they'll be able to just utilize uh, and capture um, atmospheric nitrogen and, and readily and easily low cost uh, convert this into a, a usable form of nitrogen. So that's one of the things we're working on. Um, we're going to actually set up a, a fat, which it doesn't burn gas. It's uh, green, totally green. We'll be doing bio green waste recycling, digest, digest the biomass. And we're going to set up um, a plant with a farm around it, green waste recycling. We're going to implement as much uh, recycling of other industries as we can. So we're I'm out here in Chicago now. We're meeting with attorneys, music meeting with different people of the world. And I'm really trying to spearhead this thing so that way um, we can uh, change conventional agriculture. And uh, I'm all, I'll always be a proponent for small farms and people who use uh, natural farming techniques. Um, however, you know, if, if our current agriculture systems collapse it would be catastrophic and billions of people would suffer and so oh, yeah. implementing the change is what actually has to happen and we need to be able to reduce the cost of manufacturing we need to be able to reduce the energy that it takes to manufacture these things and we need to start building our soil back up when it comes to the carbon that's in there and so this part of these systems are positive carbon, positive carbon farming. So where you're actually able to sequester more carbon <coughs> back into the soil than is being taken out. So these are all things that we're working on and we're putting together business plans and business strategies. We're approaching these things really mechanistically to see what we need um, in order for this whole machine to work. So that way we can transform large agriculture. You told, uh, you said earlier, um, I remember you'd mentioned that you mentioned it was very disruptive and that you said that um, uh, the gentleman was, um, uh, they were implementing it in China, right? So uh, some of this technology, so he spent 15 years in China. He developed all of the, the, the catalytic chemistry. He designed and built all of the equipment. He engineered everything from the ground up. He implemented these systems in China. China has a problem because there's one, um, one, 1. 1.4 billion 
or so <laughs> people in China and they yes. have very bad air quality. They don't have a lot of arable yes. land. Um, yeah. So they've reached out to us because they are in desperate need of things like feedstock. So part of the plan is also to make sure that uh, we can in, uh, grow inexpensive but high nutrient dense food crops um, to supply some of the places in the world that desperately need them as opposed to just growing high value dollar crops and sending them to wealthy countries. There's a lot of people in need. And, and if we can reduce the energy input and the cost of production for fertilizers, we can implement different agriculture practices. All these things are, are, are very feasible to do. Now I have to ask the question, Brandon, not to bogart the conversation y'all, but uh, if it's so disruptive, why didn't they use it? Why hasn't it become more popular uh, before or, 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 or put, put another way like into practice, I should say. So it's pretty widespread in countries like China and Brazil. He built his first factory down there in, I think, 1984. Might have even been before that. Um, it's the some of the technologies are still in development um, and some of them just haven't been implemented. And that makes sense. I, I think the reason is really that for this type of thing to work, you have to build a really, really comprehensive, solid team of people. And so that's what I've been working on. I've been working on putting people together that can make this thing a reality. So that's my responsibility um, it, with this company is to implement these things, to put down business plans, to write things out and figure out how, how we make them work. That Brandon. totally, yeah. No, go ahead, Matthew. Oh, I would say that totally makes sense. I was actually afraid that it might have been kind of a, uh, yeah, like a Thomas Edison kind of a thing or a Tesla sort of a thing where it's disruptive technology. But and like you were saying, because maybe if you don't implement it right, somebody takes it or somebody like uh, doesn't like it <laughs> or a whole so, bunch of somebody's don't like it and then they get quashed. So I was afraid that might have been the reason. Yeah, you know, like, one of the yeah. things that I'll be working on is, you know, IP protection um, for a lot of the different things that, I, that I've also developed. Um, so it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm learning business as we go. I, I feel that I'm pretty good at it. I have a really good grasp on what needs, needs to be done. But I also need to work with professional people that are already working in in law that can make contracts that they can put co comprehensive um, business uh, agreements together. So that way, again, it's all about, it, it's really all about putting people together because there's so many people in the world and, and a lot of these people have great ab abilities and skills and I'm only one person. And while I'm, I'm intelligent and I have a broad view of different things and I'm very good at a lot of different things, there are people who specialize in particular fields and so teams that have those particular so that way we can again make this thing function my question was brandon while walking the halls of nassau did you come across the the car engine that runs on water and can we get yes. those blueprints back into the uh, mainstream <laughs> let's try that out yeah <laughs> well interestingly uh, enough yes. uh, dr george has developed a catalytic converter that also contains the pure carboxylic acid 
And what it does is you hook it up to like a tractor exhaust and it has a tank on the back. And what it does is it converts the exhaust and the emissions into uh, nitrogen and sulfates. So that way the exhaust can actually be collected. Um, the carbon can be recycled. The hydrogen, everything that, that's in that emissions can be essentially turned into uh, carbon-based fertilizer as well. So he's developed that system as well. And that's one of the things that we're also looking at. We're also looking at... That would um, be awesome because then we wouldn't have to fix... We could leave it dirty and just suck out the good stuff. That would be awesome. <laughs> I like the way you look at it. Yeah. There's, there's also uh, some other things that we'll be putting together, retrofitting old jet engines to create uh, energy generators that also do a couple other things. Um, all these things are just, you know, we're writing everything down. We're piecing all the equipment together. And um, I could see where that could just be like, you want to do everything, right? So you kind of got to put your energy into. I, I'm I working a lot and I'm doing a lot as far as build outs for grows, agronomy, consultation, being in Chicago back and forth, setting up this industrial complex in Oklahoma. Um, it's pretty nonstop. Yeah, I can imagine. It definitely but, sounds that way. But it's amazing. It's an amazing journey. And uh, there are days that are so intense. Um, days where I receive so much information in a really cohesive package. I, it's like uh, data download dumps. I have right. days that are so epic. It's almost like I'm on hallucinogenics. And I've seen <laughs> a lot of, of um, interesting things that are correlating and experiences that seem to kind of... Synchronize. Yes, they synchronize. It's like the, it's a really interesting thing to when you start working at a certain level that things just start to fall in place and people start coming into your life and um, it, it just things start to synergize. And it's I, the way I look at it is like uh, the same way biology works, where you could have a pathogen, you can have an opportunist, and then you could have a, a probiotic. And it's like when you're operating on the levels of being probiotic, you're, you're enhancing the things around you and they're bringing in their, their benefits uh, collectively. Um, <laughs> like quorum sensing, right, Brandon, you get all the parts together and it's amazing. Like a biofilm, everyone working together. There you go. Biofilm. I want to create a environmentally biofilm <laughs> company. Tal, will you be part of my biofilm? <laughs> I most definitely would, Matthew. I think you already are. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the group that we've created over the last over the last <laughs> few years that we've been doing this, I've seen uh, exponential growth um, from everybody. Everybody's everybody's learning and improving and constantly growing, not just the plant but themselves. So. Uh, yeah, Brandon, it's been, um, it's honestly been uh, endearing and motivating yes. uh, to see you uh, when I, when I first met you, when we first met and going to your house and uh, in your grow and, 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 and talk and shop a little bit and then seeing just you propel, you've hockey sticked, man. I don't have to tell you this, but you have obviously. And a lot of us have also grown as well. And, you know, those rising tides lift all ships. 
And it's also great to see you become more politically active, in my opinion. It's very tempting. I think I said this last week or, just, or on some other podcast. It's super tempting to just turn your back when you're frustrated. Um, but that historically has not worked very well. Um, I, and and so, here's the thing. It's like I, am, I was and have always been so vehemently opposed to government and politics. Yes. I was, you know, punk rocker. Fuck the government. Fuck nine to five. And it was right. my own fault. It was my own fault that things, I have to take responsibility for the things around me. If I don't want my business to be messed with, if I want to have my freedoms, then I have to constantly fight for those. I have to be active. And, it's, and it sucks because I don't want to like, I don't really want to have to do it, but I also don't want to have my, my liability taken away from me, my livelihood taken away from me because some idiot who doesn't understand business um, wants to pass legislation because some asshole paid them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so you have to be active. And so that's all I've done. I've made, I made an effort to reach out to the right people who can give me all the information whenever I need it. And all I do is I'm a catalyst. I'm, I'm not doing a lot <laughs> of work. I'm literally just giving the information that is given to me and then adding a little bit onto it by giving out the names and the phone numbers and the emails of the people who need to be contacted so that way we, we can tie up their computers and tie up their phone lines so that they understand there's rep, there's replications for their actions for what they're doing and we have a strong enough community and enough small business owners in Oklahoma that we actually the community killed a lot of these bills i mean they shut the shit down that's true constant yes. vigilance I got to say, Brandon, you might be doing it for your own, like, sense of uh, safety and livelihoods uh, saving, but, you, you you know, you're helping everybody with, with what you do, which is awesome. But um, as uh, as I have uh, obligated myself to the hosting duties, I got to say, we're at the nine o'clock hour and we're going to have to wrap it up. So anybody who wants to go check out the Michigan Home Grows Show, Home Grows Grows Show. With Miss Nudie Groves is the guest tonight, so I think we should all go check her, check that out. Um, but if anybody has anything else, Brandon, thanks for sharing all your stuff. If you have if anybody, doc, dog, doctor, Matthew, or Brandon, have anything else? No, no I, I, get... I always appreciate being here. If anybody's not familiar with me, I'm Brandon Rust, and you can find me on Instagram at rust.brandon. Um, you can find my website and products um, which there will be more of being released through Nash Ag Agritech, and I have exclusive distribution for any of those products. You can find them at BokashiEarthworks.com. And uh, I always appreciate talking to you guys, and I appreciate being here. So, growers love everybody. Growers love. We appreciate Brandon. everything you tell, everything you say too, Brandon, and your knowledge you bring to the table. Um, I didn't get to contribute too much at the end, but I will just say I am Matthew Gates. Most of you in the chat know that, and. If you're curious to know more about pest mitigation in a way that's well nice to the environment, uh, you can find my information on YouTube channel Xenthanol or also on my Instagram at SyncAngel and also on Twitter where I send a lot of research reports and, and repost them and that kind of stuff. So interested in that education, you can check me out there. And thank you for showing up, Matthew. And my apologies for the late letting you in. And with that, we have Dog Doctor. Thanks for showing us your garden and your uh, sunflowers and habaneros and was that a pumpkin, I think? It was pumpkin, yes, sir. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. It was really a pleasure to be here at the show. 
thank you all for having us. Thank you to all for hosting while Jack is celebrating and hope he's happy celebrating. And thank you, Shats. Uh, shout out to, to everybody. And I would like to shout out also to Aptus uh, uh, Oland for, for sponsoring me with the nutrients. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Chat. Gross love to you all. And uh, like Aaron, much respect to the guy. Keep believing, always believe, and work your ass up to whatever you love. That's it. That's perfectly said. Work your ass off for what you love. And with that, I'm the American one. You guys know me. And uh, we'll leave it at that. And sorry for Chat. I wasn't in there. I was hosting and want to stay kind of on tops of things, even though I was a little tardy. And uh, thanks for everyone hanging out. And uh, we'll see you next week. Grow is love.